Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, we will talk about a special type of first aid course, mental health first aid. I've invited Susan Kagan, who facilitates mental health first aid courses, to tell us about them and why people should consider taking the course. Welcome, Susan. Thank you, Marge. A pleasure to be here with you today, and thank you for asking me to do this podcast. No, I'm, I'm very grateful that you can join me. Susan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how and why you began offering these courses? Sure. Give me two hours and I'll go through the whole thing. <laughs> no, just joking. Um, my background is in nursing. Um, and I, I've been a nurse for over 40 years. I won't tell you how many years over 40, but it's well over 40 years. And most of my career was spent teaching, uh, mostly mental health and ethics. Um, I also did clinical practice uh, related to, to mental health, uh, trauma, uh, uh, crisis intervention in the eMERGE department, and domestic violence and sexual assault. In 2016, I took the big step and retired from full-time work. Uh, wasted no time and began providing mental health education in the community of both the profit and nonprofit organizations. Um, one of the programs I do, as, as you are all aware now, is mental health first aid um, training. It's administered from the Mental Health Commission of Canada. And I also do various lunch and learns and workshops that are much shorter, uh, that are specifically geared to the organization's need. Um, I just want to share a little bit about my perspective and what inspires me to, to uh, want to educate our community about mental health. And I think that's so important. We're talking about mental health and our worldview about it. Um, you know, my passion is helping people better understand mental health and how they're impacted by it, how to manage it themselves, and how to support those close to them that may be struggling. Um, mental health... Um, uh, I, I think it's just so important to, to have people talk about mental health and it really helps to erode the stigma, which is one of the biggest barriers to getting to getting help. So that's really what I focus on. And sometimes the stigma um, is worse than the mental health condition itself. And that's why I believe it's so important to talk. Um, personally, and I think this plays into my perspective as well, uh, I've had lived uh lived experience with mental health myself, as well as within my family. And both my professional experiences and my personal ones have taught me a lot. And I think most importantly, it's made me realize that people with mental health problems can and do get better. This is an important point. I'm not saying it's perfect, I'm not saying it's a smooth road, but we can learn to manage mental health issues, much like any other medical condition, like diabetes, for example, we take our insulin, we exercise, and we watch our diet. And for the most part, we manage it, but not perfectly. Some people struggle with diabetes, and it's no different for mental health. Uh, some people learn to manage it. Some people struggle. The most important message that I want to get through, and I think if you're struggling or you're helping somebody that struggle, 
is to convey the idea of hope and optimism, that there is help out there. Okay, and I think that is so important because most people with mental health problems, the first thing that comes to their mind is there's no help out there. I can't get help and I'm never going to get better. Ooh, well said. Yeah, the stigma definitely is an issue that uh, for mental health, we, we really yeah. have to accept and deal with and hopefully we can move forward. Well, it's uh, a challenge. And, and, you know, it, it's it's a complicated problem. Can you speak about the, this access to mental health, uh, mental health care? Sure. I mean, access is a is a real problem. I mean, I don't. I mean, that's the first thing I'll say. It's a huge problem. It's not very good in our country. Um, the problem is not is that only psychiatrists are covered by OHIP, which means you see them for free. You want to go to a psychologist, social worker, psychotherapist. Um, you got to have to pay. Psychologists are, who are experts in therapy uh, are anywhere between 200 to 250 an hour. Um, yeah, that's the good. And if you have extended health care, it'll cover some, um, but but not maybe 15 to 2,000, 1,500 to 2,000 a year. That, that's about it. That, does, that doesn't help that much. Mm-hmm. Psychotherapists and social workers also charge close to $200. So it's a real problem. If you can find a clinic that's government funded, you, you run into a waiting list. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're having to wait for it. Um, so this it's, it's really difficult. And it, it generally, um, yeah, to add insult to injury, I'm just thinking about it, is that with mental health problems, the sooner you detect them, the better. The sooner you get help, the better. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. People are taking a long time to get help because they can't. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to regain their equilibrium, and and it's very frustrating for a lot. Um, you know, our healthcare system. We look at it, and this is part of the problem: the silos. We have physical health here, like diabetes, cancer, mental health here, another silo. The two don't mix in our mm-hmm. system. Um, you know, the reality is health is health. And mental health should be treated equally to physical health. We're holistic. Um, we're, we're united beings, and we're not fragmented into pieces. And our healthcare system tends to look at it that way, unfortunately. Are there facilities that deal with individuals that sort of help people with mental health issues? So is that an issue as well? When you say facilities, you mean hospitals? Well, hospitals, wards of hospitals, beds, um, you know, they're... Yeah, I mean, ho- all most general hospitals have a mental health unit. Mm-hmm. There, there's designated psychiatric hospitals like CAMH. Uh, there's one of Whitby uh, 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 as well. Um, but the problem is, this is for acute care. When you go into a hospital... Um, it, 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 you're, you're acutely sick, maybe you're, you're thinking suicide or you're not coping in some major way. So the whole purpose of the hospital is to stabilize you, mm-hmm. get you back to the community. And then that's where you need to get the help. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't happen in the hospital. It mostly stabilizes you. It does get you a bit better, but you need help to regain your momentum to, you know, whether it's changing your lifestyle therapy uh it's not all about medication mm-hmm. like medication is a component you know but people need to learn how to manage it and that's the most important part 
Ooh, lots to think about. Yes, there Yeah. is a lot to think about, and it, it, it's, Mm. it's difficult. You've had a family member who's experienced a mental health problem. You, you could know how difficult it is, especially something like a severe mental illness like schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, can we let's start talking about this mental health first aid course? Uh, Okay. when did it begin? Like, what really? You know, what's its mandate? Okay, the, the course really, it's came, it was originally um, uh, founded in, in the Australia. And they did randomized control trials and on and over years. Brought it to Canada in, I think it was 2010. So it's been here for quite a while in a few other countries as well. Um, and, you know, what they found with these randomized control trials is that the, this course, and I'll tell you about it in a minute, really helped people. It helped people talk about mental health. It helped people reach out more easily to others who are struggling, and it helped them feel more comfortable with it just by taking the course. Um, you know, it, it, the focus really is it, to make an immediate difference in others' lives, um, you know, by providing initial support to someone and uh, who may be struggling with the mental well-being or with, uh, to support someone who may be struggling with a, with a crisis. you know, like suicide, substance use, and all of that. It's interactive, and it does lead to a certificate. And I think the first thing that I noticed, initially I started doing these courses uh, in person. COVID changed all that. But what I noticed when I was doing them in person, it was a two-day course at that time, and people would leave with a, a newfound confidence. Like, yeah, I know what to do. Like, I'm, I'm not that afraid anymore. They know how to approach somebody. And I think that is that, that is so, so important and that, that they have that confidence. And it's, you have to remember, it's based on a first aid model. It's not, it's not a, you're not being a therapist or a counselor. When we say first aid, we mean it's like you see somebody uh, get hit by a car, for example. Uh, you wouldn't treat them, but you would go over and ask them if they, they're okay. You'd give them support and call 911. I mean, that's the first aid model. This is very similar. Okay, you're not treating them. You're not providing care, but you're supporting, getting resources, and getting them help. Mm Yeah. -hmm. Yeah, it's changed. Okay, it's changed. Yeah. So what is the can um, itinerary? Like it is a two-day course still now you're offering online. It's often two afternoons. So what, what would the agenda be? Okay. Okay, it's changed. I mean, they're still offering me in person. That's still happening. It's a it's a two full day. Now the, the, the virtual one is is the three components. There's there's three modules. Module one is done on your own before you actually come to the course. And that's about two hours. And it covers the basic concepts um, related to mental health first aid. You know, things like meaning of stigma, mental well-being. And we have an acronym uh, that sort of focuses people on providing the first aid. It's called LGs. And we go through that acronym um, and uh, we spend time on that. So those key concepts are covered in that module before they come into the virtual. There's two module, there's a module two, which is virtual, that's three hours. And where we talk about a mental well-being, how to help people that are struggling with their mental well-being. It focuses on uh, depression, anxiety, and substance use problems. And it applies the, the first aid model. to those situations, and it also integrates culture and diversity.
Uh, there's several case studies. The third module, which, which is virtual, also three hours, uh, it focuses on providing mental health first aid in crisis situations, uh, suicide, post-traumatic stress, panic attacks, and severe effects of alcohol use. So that's how it's set up. And the certificate is awarded by the commission at the end. Very good. Lots yeah. and lots to learn. Uh -huh. So who should consider taking the course? Um, almost anybody. Okay. They're, they're, um, uh, everyone can benefit from mental health first aid for sure. Um, especially people working uh, in the public, uh, mm -hmm. people in distress. This includes library staff, people that work for park and recreation, emergency service workers, law enforcement, human resource professionals, particularly occupational health and safety, and members and, and workplace leaders. Um, you know, I think most many people can benefit uh, from taking this course, and I think it's really about uh, understanding our common humanity. You know, being compassionate to others. Um, it, it allows you, because we're often so afraid. You know, if somebody's ignoring you, for example, and they're not returning their phone calls, they won't look at you, they won't talk to you, um, you get to, you get turned off and you say, well, maybe they just don't like me. Maybe I hurt them, I did something wrong. But no, maybe they're depressed and they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, so it helps you understand that and realize that, okay, you're not talking to me today, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to approach them again, not take it so personally, understand there could be something going on in their mind or their mood or their, their brain mm -hmm. or their chemistry. So it, it allows you to do that kind of thing. So you're being self-reflective and also a little more confident in your own sense of self. Yeah. And yeah. it also helps you. Part of the course also helps you to say, okay, um, I'm not doing so well right now, yeah. maybe. And check in with yourself. Mm -hmm. And you use the first aid model on yourself. Check mm -hmm. in, say, what's, what's going on? What's happening? You know, and uh, what kind of help might I need? Yeah. If I had this happen before, mm -hmm. what are the resources available? Yeah. The like resources are a big part of it. Okay. So you do provide a list of both yes. general Absolutely. and local uh, yeah. what to do if, if you live here, yeah. uh, you know, where do yeah, you reach out to? A little more difficult with the virtual because people are all over the country, but absolutely. That's the important part. Not only community resources, but also uh, how, how to access more personal resources, mm -hmm. like family, friends, and things like that. You know, not only professional, but otherwise as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because okay. it's really important. Other support, yeah. Yeah, so you, you have... Uh, done these courses for many different types of businesses organizations have requested the courses and yeah any insights into what what would motivate yeah. a business or organization to reach yeah. out to you it's interesting because you know usually the typical organizations are like family service mm -hmm. organization social service agency and that, that kind of makes logical sense because they're working with people they're dealing with people with mental health problems Mm -hmm. What I found was most interesting, I did a, a lighting manufacturing company. I did a training for their managers and uh, a, a, a food store, a retail food store that dealt with uh, natural foods. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, why are they asking for this? But, you know, but what it turned out is they wanted their managers 
to be able to relate to the staff better, mm-hmm. be able to have a better relationship with them. They wanted happier staff, and they wanted the staff to be able to communicate with the, with the the customers better. You know, to, to be more receptive, more responsive to the customers' needs. If a customer starts acting angry, for example, and upset, uh, how, how to deal with that without mm-hmm. taking that person? I mean, this could be part of a mental health problem mm-hmm. you know they're taking it out on the employee so those reasons were interesting but mostly it's a, they're human resource issues they want people to be more satisfied at work to feel more accepted uh to be more open about um struggling not to be afraid to talk about it because right. right now people are people are and it yeah. certainly seems that the world would be better off if it was generally everyone took the course and everyone had this knowledge, this confidence of, uh, you know, really so. what could be done. Uh, I think we, sh- we generally shy away from talking about mental health. Yeah, we shy away. Yeah. And because, because of the stigma, because of, of things that we've heard about it, because we don't understand it, because mm-hmm. we don't have the knowledge about it. Yeah. And knowledge goes a long way in helping stigma. Yeah. Yeah, I think at the bottom of it all is that, you know, we try to help people be more empathetic and compassionate. Mm -hmm. If we can be compassionate towards someone that's got cancer, that's not a big leap, but it's harder with a mental health problem. It is, yeah. So part of it is teaching that compassion, that empathy, because that's what people need. Yeah. So you teach these courses about once a month? Is that correct? It depends. I mean, it, it can be every other month. I offer them every month. Yep. Uh, they don't always run because I need to have a minimum of eight to ten people. Okay. So some months I get it, some months I don't. So generally it's working out every other month. And some okay. months there's there's two courses depending okay. on what's going on. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we certainly uh, will give you the information to how to contact you, the website and such. So uh, anyone listening, please uh, investigate it, reach out to you, Susan, and see if it makes sense that uh, uh, for you, for the person, individual, for the organization to to have this first aid course. So if you could wave a magic wand and have things improved with mental health care, what would you like to see happen? I love this question. <laughs> okay, the first thing that came to my mind was two things: it is to have uh, mental health care covered by OHIP, all mm-hmm. mental health care, including psychologists, social workers, psychotherapists, mm-hmm. so people could just walk in, get their get care, get support, just flashing their OHIP card. That would mm-hmm. be the first thing. Government's resisting that; mm-hmm. they're totally resisting. It. They talk about it, but it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. The second thing would be to have a world where we all listen to each other. Mm. We all pay attention to each other. Um, we're all compassionate, empathetic, and loving towards each other because if that was the umbrella that we lived under, mental health problems would be much less. Mm. Because a lot of, not I'm not saying all mental health problems are due to isolation, but isolation makes it worse mm-hmm. and it contributes to many of them. Ooh. So I, I think... Uh, Creating that kind of world would would really, really help. Ooh. Okay. I hope you get your magic wand. Okay. <laughs> we end the podcast with um, asking for your response to the question, 
Name one thing you really like about this community. Okay. Uh, actually, the people. Mm -hmm. And I would say hand in hand with that are all the green, the green areas, the parks, conservation area, uh, and some of the beautiful scenery. And I think people, uh, those, those two things, hard for me to separate that. Yeah, very people good. Friendly, you know, they're, they're helpful. You know, we have some beautiful parks here. Yeah. Beautiful places to go in your region. Very good. Yeah. yeah. I agree on both of those. Yeah. Okay. So we will um, provide the information about how to contact Susan about the mental health first aid, aid course. It's uh, just generally and the one that's coming up soon. And so thank you, Susan, for taking the time to do this podcast. Okay. Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marj, M-A-R-J, at marjandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected.